This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Democrats were unable to debate a gun-related proposal after Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee tabled it immediately after it was presented to the committee. Representative Ed Staffman, the Democrat from Bozeman, has proposed House Bill 202, which would create an extreme risk designation to an order of protection that would allow law enforcement to remove firearms from the person's possession if a judge deems the person is a risk to themselves or others. But before the committee could debate if they should advance the bill, which typically happens a few days after it's presented to the committee, Republicans set it aside before that could happen. Representative Brandon Lur of Savage made the motion to set the bill aside. It passed on a party-line vote, 13 to 6. Friday's hearing on the bill featured testimony from several people who said the law would have prevented homicides and suicides in their family. No one spoke against the bill, and some conservative lawmakers proposed amendments that they said would make the bill more palatable and which Steffman agreed to as friendly suggestions. Steffman pushed back, however, against notions that the bill encroached on firearms rights, citing statistics in other states where extreme risk orders of protection had been enacted and the number of suicides and homicides by firearms had fallen. Lair told the Montana State News Bureau after the hearing, quote, I didn't like the bill, so I made the motion to table it. Ranchers losing cattle and sheep to coyotes and foxes want to be able to hire out-of-state aerial hunters statewide to protect their livestock. And the state would like to be sure that drones can't be used to stop or hunt game in Montana. That's according to two bills in the Montana legislature. The bill on drones also ran into immediate concerns at its first hearing Thursday over questions about whether it would allow people to hunt wolves from the air and where drones could be used. Under the measures introduced, drones could not be used to harass game animals or game birds. It would also make it illegal for persons to fly any drone or other aircraft to locate and then hunt on the same day in the same area any game animals, which include elk, mountain lions, and bears, fur bears like bobcats, wolverines, and martens, or game birds. We have a responsibility to ensure that hunting in Montana remains an accessible pursuit, including woodsmanship, fair chase, and skill, not one that's dominated by technology that tips the scale too far in the favor of hunters who can afford the latest gadgets or upgrades. That's according to Kat Jana Stutzer, who testified in favor of the bill on behalf of the Montana chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Though Brown said it was a pretty simple bill at the start of Thursday's hearings, opponents raised questions about why wolves were not included in the language of the bill, while other commonly hunted animals were. Quote, the bill has omitted wolves in both the list of species it applies to and to the penalty section. That's according to Nick Gevach. He testified in opposition on behalf of the Endangered Species Coalition. 
we believe this law should apply to wolves. Senate Minority Leader Pat Flowers, the Democrat from Belgrade, said he felt that the definition and the bill's language would allow people to fly a drone with infrared cameras just before the hunting day starts to spot animals that they would then go to hunt a short time later. The area of law is a bit murky, according to officials. In February, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service said hunting wolves and other animals from the air is prohibited in most circumstances. That came after FWP said the state law did not ban aerial hunting of wolves. That's according to the Montana State News Bureau. On Thursday, Republican Governor Greg Gianforte directed FWP to develop new wolf management plans, which the department spokesman said it would hope to be able to complete by the end of the year. The other aerial hunting bill heard Thursday, House Bill 104, would make changes to allow non-residents with permits to shoot coyotes and red foxes. They are designated as livestock predators. They'd be able to shoot them from helicopters or fixed-wing aircraft in every county in Montana. Instead of currently, they're only allowed in counties that border other states. A similar bill passed the Senate but died in the House Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Committee two sessions ago. Currently, at the request of a livestock producer, a pilot can apply for a $50 permit to hunt coyotes and red foxes aerially for predator removal purposes through the Department of Livestock. According to the administrative rules of Montana, aerial hunters currently must be residents of Montana, but the Board of Livestock can issue permits to non-residents, quote, when adequate service cannot be provided by Montana permittees. Currently, the Livestock Loss Board reimburses ranchers who likely, or certainly, lost livestock to wolves, grizzly bears, or mountain lions, but not coyotes or foxes. In 2022, the board paid out just under $210,000 to 89 stock owners. The bill, now sponsored by Representative Blandon Lur, the Republican from Savage, originally contained language that would have removed a requirement in current statute that landowners notify state government that we would be utilizing aerial hunting on their property. Lur said Thursday in the House Agriculture Committee hearing that he had requested an amendment to remove that language after the Department of Livestock found it would run afoul of federal reporting requirements. According to the Department of Livestock, only 18 of Montana's 56 counties concurrently utilize aerial hunting. He said that out of 30 pilots registered to do so, only four were out-of-state residents. The hunters remove about 1,500 coyotes annually. About one quarter of the total killed in Montana each year in conjunction with the work state does with the U.S. Department of Agriculture Wildlife Services. The measure received testimony from proponents representing the Montana Farm Bureau Federation and the Montana Stock Growers Association. It received no opposition. 
The youngest member of the Montana legislature has resigned two weeks into the 2023 session, citing logistical challenges and significant backlash for sometimes voting independently of her party. 21-year-old Representative Marilee Stromswold of Billings announced her resignation from House District 50 on Saturday. In an open letter, she said she was proud to represent her constituents and offer her perspective as a young female college student. But she said the challenges that came with serving piled up. Stromwell pointed to the fact that she has to pay rent in both Helena and Bozeman, where she's a student at Montana State University. Stromswold said she also faced backlash when she wouldn't fall in line with her caucus and that she could no longer serve her district the way she wanted to and protect her mental health at the same time. Stromwald served her first term in 2021. She sometimes voted against the majority of her party, such as on a bill that would have regulated health care for transgender minors. She said she hopes the legislature focuses more on policy solutions and less on party divisiveness. Quote, we're talking about drag shows when people in college, people in Bozeman, can't even afford housing and can't find housing. She continued, it feels frustrating that we have this power as legislators. The Republican Party is so great. We have this power, but it's just so divisive and nothing gets done. In a statement, Republican Speaker of the House Matt Regeer said party leaders, quote, wish her well in future endeavors. A bipartisan group of law officials are proposing reforms to the state's election security to boost voter confidence in the process. Representative David Bidet, the Republican from Hamilton, is sponsoring two bills that would criminalize tampering with vote-counting machines and along with a measure to extend the state's post-election audit process to include local elections. The proposals emerged from an unofficial working group of Republican and Democratic lawmakers and others, including the offices of the Secretary of State and Commissioner of Political Practices. They began meeting after the 2021 session. The penalty for tampering with a machine would be 10 years in prison and up to a $50,000 fine. The bill would specifically require all machines used to count ballots be, quote, certified by the manufacturers to be free of any unauthorized modems or other external communication devices. That lack of connectivity has been required by the Secretary of State's office for machines used in the state, but the requirement is not currently in state law. Montana law has required since 2009 an extensive post-election audit process for counties using tabulating machines to count ballots. A handful of smaller counties still hand-count their ballots. After each federal election, state officials randomly choose a selection of races and precincts in each county that uses tabulators. Those races and precincts are then subject to hand counts of the paper ballots to check that the tabulators accurately counted the ballots. 
Those audits have never identified any significant discrepancies between the official machine tallies and the hand-counted audits. Till, those who doubt the accuracy of the state's elections say that citizens can't open up and inspect the machines themselves. Some have suggested that modems or other hardware could be present in the machines to allow an outsider to tamper with the results. Secretary of State's officials say that visual observation of the hardware wouldn't be able to make that determination. They also say there has never been an unexplained difference between the machine tally and Montana's hand-counted audits. A bill introduced Friday is perhaps the most significant policy bill aimed at resolving the fiscal needs of the embattled state-run psychiatric facility at the Montana State Hospital. Representative Jennifer Carlson, the Republican from Manhattan, is the sponsor of House Bill 29, a bipartisan solution developed over the last year by the Interim Children, Families, Health, and Human Services Committee. The bill would create a transition review committee to oversee the migration of dementia patients to other settings. The Spratt unit, where geriatric residents have been housed, would be repurposed to other uses. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.